hello, hello. Welcome to the first ever episode of Be Here Now. I am your host, Bridget Mitchell, and I am very excited to be here. This is so new to me, and I am diving headfirst. <laughs> no floaties on, no lifeguard in sight. I am stoked. I hope I don't hit the bottom, but I'm going to sink or swim and we're going to find out together, but I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I am grateful and with gratitude, I know comes great things. So join this journey with me. Why don't you? For this first episode, I am going to be explaining a little bit about this podcast, why I'm starting it, a little bit about who I am and why you should listen to this <laughs> if you would like. Um, but there will be a new episode, hopefully every Tuesday. That is my goal. And by the time you're listening to this, there will probably be eight episodes recorded. And that is so exciting. Um, my hope for this podcast is that when you listen to an episode of Be Here Now, you can tune out the world and really drop into the conversation being had and the topic being dissected at hand or discussed, I should say. Um, the mantra for this podcast, uh, a mantra is a phrase that you repeat or you use as kind of like a guiding, uh, a guiding light, if you will. The mantra for this podcast is the big P word. Can you guess what it is? purpose. Um, what is your purpose? How to find your purpose? Living on purpose? What purpose even means? If you have a purpose, where is it? How do you find it? Um, but I, I don't want to limit myself to just that to just that mantra. I think there is a large purpose is a large umbrella and there are a lot of topics that fall under it or I guess that lead to it and or maybe purpose is the Purpose is the base, and then from there, everything flows. I don't know. I, I could think about that analogy a little bit longer, but I don't want to limit myself to to just that question of what is your purpose. Um, I consider myself to be a recovering perfectionist. My past therapist called me that, and it has stuck with me ever since, and I tell everyone that when this topic comes up of perfectionism. Um, so I don't want this podcast to turn into a box for me. I never want to build walls around myself or around this, this creative outlet. I have found that perfectionism has ruined a lot of things in my life on all uh, spectrum, like the whole spectrum from relationships to uh, writing to photography to school perfectionism has has been an, a constant struggle but this is is not going to be ruined by that and i am excited to let this flow and let the conversations be what they are um we're going to be covering topics such as mental health eating disorders my personal journey with eating disorders that i am so open about now and so passionate about talking about um, diet culture, relationships, um, being the best version of you and how to make the most of your life and, and what that even means. And so those are come, those are some of the topics that will be talked about. Um, I am ultimately so inspired by the people that I am surrounded by and the people that I've had the pleasure of meeting and the people that I continue to meet. I don't know what it is, but I run into 
the coolest people. (laughs) And that is not a brag on myself. I don't know what the universe is conspiring, but I am so enamored by the people that I meet. And I want them to have a platform to share their wisdom and to share their stories and how they got to be where they are. And oftentimes like those come up stories are the most empowering. And I am so excited for all of the conversations that are going to be had on this podcast. And all I ask as you as a listener is to take everything with a grain of salt, potentially put on a new lens of perspective, maybe my lens, maybe the guest lens, and think, try and think not from your own perspective. Maybe challenge your 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 ways of thinking or maybe opening your heart and allowing a message to come in. Um, but yeah, that's all I ask. I have no expectations of you as a listener. I am so grateful that you are here and um, allowing this to to infiltrate your soul. <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about my creative journey and and how I came to be here. So like I said, this podcast has been a long time coming. I feel personally, as much as I write myself off as not being a creative person, I have always had my hand in creating things, at least in my adult life anyway. Growing up, I was an athlete. I basically played soccer from the time I could walk until 16. Uh, and that was when I really learned I loved basketball. And so I was basically wrapped up in sports my entire life. And I never really dove into art. I did sing a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Not anymore. I am not a singer anymore. Too much yelling from the sidelines and the the, the goalie box or whatever it's called for for me to... um, for me to be a singer anymore. And I think I just called myself a bench warmer, (laughs) but anyways, no singing for me. Um, I would say though, that was kind of like my only creative, creative, I guess, outlet that I had when I was younger. Um, but I got my hands on my first GoPro. It was the, I think the third generation, the GoPro hero black when I was a senior in high school. And I remember falling in love with the versatility and, uh, the range of, of what could be captured with it. I remember taking it to the amusement park on our senior trip in high school and uh, to concerts. I remember taking it to Edge Fest, which was like an alternative rock concert in Frisco, Texas. And I remember that was the year that um, uh, some of my, fa- I don't know, some of my favorite artists played and it, it was a great time. And I remember taking it on the surfboard and the wakeboard. And I, I, I loved the ability for it to capture pretty much anything. And from there, I got my hands on a Canon G7X. And that was when I found YouTube and creating YouTube videos. I made videos on my travel adventures, my vegan recipes that I was testing out, mindfulness, you name it, I made it. Um, if you try and find my YouTube video, I might have to hunt you down. (laughs) Please do not go and find my YouTube channel. Um, I think it's still public. And honestly, looking back, I'm not, you would think I would be a little bit more, more cringed, cringe, cringe. How do I use that word? 
I do cringe a little bit watching my old YouTube videos, but I am so proud of myself for being creative and and just exploring something new. But looking back, I never thought my life is so cool. Let's document it. I genuinely loved creating the videos. I loved the storytelling. I loved sharing my stories. Even if no one listened, I I loved picking up my camera, shooting whatever it was, going in and spending a couple hours and editing it and adding music. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And from there, I got my first DSLR camera when I was 18. So about a year later, uh, I saved all of my money to purchase that camera and I wanted it so I could take my photography to the next level. And all around this time of experimenting with different cameras, I was deep in the music festival scene. If you know me personally, I am an avid electronic dance music lover, EDM for short, uh, no, it's not EDM music. Please do not say that. It's electronic dance music. Um, and I, ha- I I love music festivals. And so all around this time was when I was going to probably four or five a year. And I wanted to capture those special moments. I wanted to tell a story of the weekend I had with my friends. And I wanted to create those videos so my friends could relive it forever and myself. But ultimately like I made, I made the videos of our festivals for them. And, um, there are a few on my, on my channel still from, from those days. But I remember going to festivals and I remember looking at the guidelines on, on the website that said camera equipment or like the, 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 uh, what was it called? The, you can have list and then the prohibited items list. And I remember it saying the prohibitive items were all camera equipment except for GoPros and small handheld cameras. And luckily the G, the G7X, yeah, the G7X was a handheld camera. So I took those to a few festivals, but I remember being there and seeing the photographers and and running around with their big lenses and, you know, deep in the crowd, like taking photos of people dancing and the artists on stage and the smoke and the lasers. And I remember wanting so badly to be where they were because that's all I, that's all I have. That's all I wanted. I wanted to capture the moment. I wanted to capture that girl dancing and closing her eyes and just vibing with the music. I wanted to get a photo of the couple like kissing and holding hands, like watching the fireworks with the music blaring. Like I wanted that. I wanted them to have that moment captured. Um, but, um, I, I, I did end up getting that chance. Uh, sorry, I lost the plot there for a second. Um, thinking about music festivals, but I, so I got my first DSLR and I took it to Deep Ellum Art Company, which is a, uh, I almost called it a club. It is not a club. It is a really cool place, um, a venue in Dallas. And I took it there because my friends were spinning fire. So they do hula hoops and spin the dragon staff and poi and, and they were doing it on fire. So I took out my camera. I was taking photos for them and I ran into this guy and he was wearing a bass nectar hat. I was like, yo dude, I like your hat. 
And he turned around and he said, you're B on Twitter. And I said, what? I mean, yeah, I have a Twitter and it's B, but um, hi, I don't know you. And he was like, oh, I'm Ryan. And we started talking a little bit. Shout out to you, Ryan. I love you. I wouldn't be where I am today without you. Um, we started talking a little bit and he was like, what are you doing with that camera? And I said, oh, I'm taking photos of my friends. They're, they're uh, spinning poi and hula hooping and all that. And he was like, have you ever thought about doing festivals? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do with my life. Not really at the time. Yes. But looking back, no, I would not want to do festival, festival photography full time. Um, but he said, Oh sweet. I'm, I'm starting a a music blog and, or maybe he had already started it at the time, but if he had just started it, it was very, very small. And he was like, you should, hit me up. Like, I'll let you know when things take off. And so I don't think we ever kept in touch, but then I ran into him at Odessa about four months later and he was shooting, he was taking photos. And I was like, dude, this is my favorite artist of all time. And you're taking photos for them. Like, that's incredible. And he was like, yeah, let's get you on the blog. Let's, let's get you going. So I started working. The blog's name is conscious electronic. Uh, and this became a full blown obsession. Uh, Ryan and I worked together. We also had another writer with us, but this was when I got my first taste of creative and editorial writing for artists and musicians around the country and around the world. And, um, this turned into me attending countless music festivals and concerts for press and photography. And this was a huge moment for me. This was a pivotal moment for me. I was no longer just creating for fun. This creation had purpose behind it. I was filming or I was taking photos for artists for them to use. I was writing press for artists for them to use. Like there was purpose behind my creation and that just fueled my fire more than ever. And then COVID hit. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, so the thing that I love the most live music was no longer <laughs> and that's okay because we learned a lot from last year, but, um, I have been itching to create something again. And so here we are long story short, all that photography music, here we are in my apartment, just you and I creating this little thing together. Yes. Um, I, have always been a sucker for a good underdog story. I love seeing people win. I love seeing the light bulb go off in their go off in others. Um, some of the guests that you will hear on this podcast will share their unique stories of how they came to be where they are. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of those stories start with a pretty dark past. And honestly, like, like it's not, how do I say this? The light never goes away. I think sometimes we are just masked by the darkness and that is okay because those stories, those triumphs, um, I think build the best character. And what is that one famous quote? Um, God doesn't give his, his, I I forgot something about the toughest seas to the strongest sailors, something like that. But yeah, so I am excited to have people on here who share their underdog story, share 
how they came to be where they are where they are now. And my parents are actually going to be on this podcast at some point. And I am stoked for them to share their story. I love my parents. Um, we have a pretty interesting relationship. Um, my family, we are immigrants from South Africa and our upbringing was, so I didn't fully know about our immigration story until last year in uh, August. I went to Colorado for a week and I stayed with them and we were hanging out in the hot tub. Uh, I think we had just gotten back from a huge hike, my friend and I, and we were hanging out in the hot tub and I don't know, we were talking about capitalism or something. And, uh, we started talking about their immigration story and I didn't realize how hard my parents had it when they moved here. My parents are very strong individuals and I know that is where I get it from. Um, my parents take no shit and I'm a little bit scared of them, but I love them and I think fear is good sometimes. Um, but they are, truly so strong and I don't think they ever wanted to burden my sisters or I with the uh the the sad story of like the struggle and I don't know if that was a blessing or a curse having not known about the immigration story and the first like five years of living in America but regardless I think all of like my sisters and I, I think we all turned out okay. Um, but my point being is my parents are very strong and they have a great story and they came to America with nothing but determination and faith. And they came to this melting pot of a country having to build credit by paying off an expensive vacuum. Like who would have thought that is how my life started. And I am so grateful for them. Uh, that's, I'm excited to hear, uh, what they have to share, but those are the stories that I, I want to have on here. And to be frank, I'm going to be talking about the hard shit on be here now. I want to talk about the hard shit on be here now because that's, what's real. That's what's raw. I don't want to be the yoga teacher. That's like, um, just look to the light, like dear meditations, like life is groovy because yes, life is great and groovy and all the things. And yes, do your daily meditations, sit in the light, like do what you need to do. But also we can't deny that things are pretty hard and it's really important to acknowledge the hard shit. And so that's what I want to do. So leading in a little bit more to, um, leading in more into this podcast, I started journaling about six years ago and I have a lot of journals filled up, but towards the end of last year, I was journaling about creating something again, trying to manifest what could happen for me to be creating something again, because the music blog I had stepped away from the music scene was like no longer as far as live music goes. Uh, and I just needed something new. And I started writing about depression and where I personally was at, especially around the month of, of November. Um, it was the anniversary of one of my dear friends suicides. And 
um, that's always like a pretty hard time for me, especially being around the holidays and someone who is an empath. I feel deeply for those who are alone on the holidays or who are depressed through the holidays or who don't have a family or um, are just not supported or have the means to to celebrate the holidays well with their families. I feel for all of those people. And so the towards the end of the month or towards the end of the year, it's always pretty hard for me um, mentally and emotionally. But so I was writing about depression and I mean, it's no, it's no secret that depression and suicide has been on the rise, um, in our country. And I don't know if the weight of the world is being felt by the millions or the masses, or if it's just me waking up to the madness of all the madness of it all. Uh, if it's me growing up and just becoming more aware, as I've gotten older, I've also been impacted by this darkness, both me personally and my friends and family. Like I said, I had a friend who um, passed away uh, by suicide, and I know many more people who have had that same ideation or have been on the dark path. And it's just no surprise. And I'm sure everyone is affected by this, but I want to get real and on here. And I, I want to answer some of these, what and why questions, you know, what makes people happy? What determines your purpose? Do I have a purpose or I, am I just a blimp in the sky? And if I do have a purpose, how do I get to it? Um, I think there is an abundance of self-help books and podcasts. I don't even want to call my podcast a self-help podcast because I don't think it is that, or I don't think it's going to be that, but there is obviously a, a market and a need for answers. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's very interesting, which is why I'm, which is why I'm starting this podcast. I want to, I want to explore all of that more. And I also want to look at how we can, get better with flowing with our emotions. And I don't remember if this was my, I think this was in either yoga teacher training or my first therapist that I saw started seeing in 2016, but emotions, the E and then motions, it's just energy in motion. That's, that's how I view emotions. It's energy in motion. We got to let it flow. We have to feel it. We have to let it flow through us and then away from us, whether that be sadness or happiness or love or hate or anger. Um, it's just energy in motion. And I want to look at how we can be better with our emotions and how we can flow better with our emotions because nothing in this life is permanent. Nothing is fixed. Nothing has a set place, especially when it comes to emotions. Emotions are the most fluid thing about being human. And honestly, I think emotions are one of the most beautiful thing about things about being human. And I'm reading Matthew McConaughey's book right now called Green Lights. By the time you listen to this, I will probably be done with it, but he I guess the one the one-liner of the bro- the book, the book, the book is getting relative with the inevitable. And I don't know if I had heard that before, but when I read it in the book, I thought, holy shit, that is the best bumper sticker. He loves, uh, McConaughey loves calling um, things bumper stickers, but that sentence was just the most 
eye-opening thing for me because that's what life is really all about, getting relative with the inevitable, looking at things like suicide and death and realizing, okay, those things are inevitable. We will never live on a planet where depression, death, suicide don't exist, but we can get relative with them and we can look at them from another perspective. So sorry, not to get all dark there for a second, but my explore, my exploration, um, in wanting to become more mindful and seeking these answers and, uh, these answers to these personal and sometimes existential questions and finding comfort stems from my faith and my yoga practice. I grew up in a Christian household. So turning your eye and ear to a higher power when things got hard or when things were going well was always encouraged. It was never forced, but it was encouraged. Um, and it's interesting how I've grew up going to church and I, I grew up in that environment. Um, but I'm now doing yoga, which is argued or it's, some are some people argue and say that it's a Buddhist practice. Yoga has no religion. Um, it's tied to no religion, but it is interesting how I found my way to yoga, which is a much more holistic way of viewing life and self and the ether and um, the other side. Um, but I've been practicing yoga for seven years and I've been teaching for two. And it has made me realize that I am a student of life, which is why I am so questioning of a lot of things. And I'm also so trusting of a lot of things. And I want to learn more always. Knowledge is power. Um, But it has taught me to be disciplined both in myself and in my relationships with other people. And it has made me self-aware in ways I never thought were possible. Um, and I did my yoga teacher training in India at the end of 2018. And that's something that I'll probably go into in another episode. Um, but this experience truly changed my life and the way that I view my purpose and, um, what it means to be here and be on this earth and what it means to live intentionally and, Intention was actually my word for this year, for 2021, and I want this podcast to be a reflection of that. I want to be more intentional with my relationships, with my interactions with people, and the conversations that I have. And I actually read an interesting quote um, that is now the, the background on my phone, and it said, stop measuring days by degree of productivity and start experiencing them by degree of presence. And I love that. I think that is what life is truly all about, but something that I am also um, interested in questioning if possible, Um, because we do live in a society where productivity is everything. Uh, This is America we live in a capitalist society. It is go, 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 do better, make more, get to the top. And it's interesting how we are still the country that everyone is reading self-help books and everyone is reading and listening to things on how to be happy and how to have a happy marriage and how to raise happy, healthy kids and like 
how how to find the meaning of life when I'm when I'm rich and I it looks like I have all of my shit together but on the inside I'm actually crumbling I think that's so interesting and that's something that I want to discuss on this podcast too um, because I do think it all comes down to being present and I think once we get real with ourselves and we're able to be still and take time for ourselves, we are able to truly check in with where we're at and see if it's aligning with where we want to be. And we can't do that if we're constantly go, 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 um, make more, do more, have more. Yeah. Sorry. That was a kind of side, tan- side, um, side note, but from that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the movie Soul. And if you have not seen it, I recommend fast, fast, uh, fasting forward. Yes, going forward about forty-five seconds um, while I talk about this because I don't want to spoil it for you. But the new Soul movie, the new Pixar movie Soul, was incredible. I loved it. They say it's for kids. I think it's not. I think it's for people in their 20s. Um, So to summarize just a little bit, Joe is the main character and he thinks that he has found his purpose in playing the piano and he has a fall. I think this was kind of like maybe his death, but his soul is it like jumps to um, his soul going into the end or death or, or I don't know. I don't even know what they called it, like the black hole. And he sees the end and he's like, Oh my gosh, no, like my time is not up yet. I, I'm, I have to go play the piano. Like I have a gig I got to get to. Um, and then he like jumps off the conveyor belt that is leading him to the black hole or death or the end or whatever. Um, and his soul ends up in the, afterlife or like the other, I I don't, I don't know exactly what, what the movie called it, but he ended up being in like another dimension and in this other dimension or this other realm, he is essentially paired with a little soul and her name is 22. I don't know if she's a girl, but, um, her name is 22 and they end up switching bodies and coming back to earth. And Joe sees how much 22 is obsessed with life and the little things. Everything makes her so excited. Everything makes her so happy from the leaves that are falling to the lollipop that is given to Joe when he gets his haircut to the slimy piece of pizza on the shop of or on the corner of 42nd and 3rd. Like everything makes her happy and I towards the end of, so like fast forwarding a little bit, um, sorry, I don't want to give the whole synopsis of the whole movie, but fast, uh, fast forward a little bit, Joe comes back to earth and he, he has the big gig that he was wanting at the beginning of the movie. He, he does the gig and he's leaving and the lead singer looks at him and is like, all right, see you tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. And he just looks at her and he's like, I thought I would feel something different. I thought that this big moment for me, this break in my career as a pianist, as a jazz musician would, would, would feel different. And he's standing on the street, the cab with the lead singer drove away and he's standing there and 
you can kind of see like a light bulb go off in his head. And then he walks back to his apartment and he unloads his pockets and he finds all the little trinkets and things that 22 had collected whenever um, 22 soul was in Joe's body. And he kind of is reminiscing through all the little pieces and, and playing the moments in his head. And it, I don't know if this is just my interpretation, but it seems like he was looking at all those things and he was like, wow, 22 found her purpose in the present moment. Every single moment that she was in, she loved. She loved the pizza crust. She loved the lollipop. She loved the leaf falling. She loved the weather. She loved every little thing about the day was what gave her purpose. And I don't know if I am um, just contradicting my entire podcast by saying maybe, maybe um, our purpose is just to be present and be still and enjoy life each day that it comes. But I'm here to explore that and I'm here to talk about this and I'm really excited. And yeah, so this podcast will, like I said in the beginning, you will um, hear a new episode every Tuesday, hopefully. And if you are listening to this, it is probably on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all the other platforms that I can probably get my hands on. Um, but I appreciate you for listening. I'm excited to see where this goes. I am grateful that you allowed space for me to speak to you. And if you are feeling alone or you're feeling down, um, please know that there are people here that love you and they care about you and they want you around. So hang in there and reach out if you ever need anything. Um, but I look forward to this. I look forward to seeing how this goes and yeah, I look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>